But yeah, I want to talk more about AMT, like what what exactly you do there, and what what all your your director of operations at AMT. Mm-hmm. What excuse me, what does that mean? Well, that can mean a whole lot of different things uh, from day to day. Um, the way I, I approach it is making sure each each uh, member of our team and each department has the tools and resources they need to to do what they do and to operate effectively. Um, you know, I try to implement a healthy dose of servant leadership in, into what I do. I, I, uh, endeavor to not, uh, be at the top of any pyramid. You know, we don't really operate that way at AMT anyway. Um, so it's, <laughs> it works out well, but, uh, Hey, if everything's running smoothly, then my job's easy. You know, mm-hmm. we've got an incredible team. Uh, whether it be box office to um, you know house management to obviously production, um, we work with Andrea McCormick, our artistic director, who uh, designs and develops our original programming. Um, cool. And then uh, yeah, obviously the the concert side of things, which is when you put your concert promoter hat on and uh, book and sell shows best you can how do you uh reach out to different artists in order to get them to perform because you've had like people like chicago uh trace at atkins uh jay leno mm-hmm. people like that how do you uh get those how do you like reach out to them or do they reach out to you uh, we just stalk them on instagram until they finally get back no i'm kidding <laughs> um yeah kind of so we work a lot in, in this industry you work a lot through agents mm-hmm. um you know they have um, their representation and uh, we even have ours we we uh, work with work very closely with a booking agent um, and it's kind of all over the place uh, but in, in simple terms you know we kind of start out each year with uh, a, a, a huge roster we sit down and, and kind of meeting of the minds myself my father um and our, our booking agent Ross and we just we put our minds together. We might order lunch in and and uh just, just lock ourselves in the room and brainstorm. Um and you know get a, a huge wish list of, of artists we th- we think we'd we'd like to present and who would who would do well um at at, at AMT. We scour data. Um uh, we look at uh, sales history in similar markets. We compare different markets to ours mm. and see what works well um, there. Um, you know what what they've got coming up. Are are they on the rise? Are they on the fall? Are they holding steady? Um, mm. All of that uh, kind of comes into play uh, when building that list. And that's you know we kind of call that our target list, perhaps right. um, of who Dream we may want to go after. Yeah. Um, once we've got that compiled. Um, kind of formalize offers uh, mm. on paper and those go to their, they would go to their agents uh, or their agencies, um, you know, and then, then they may sit for months on the desk of, of their agent, you know, uh, are they even touring that year uh, or are they going to be in the studio recording an album in the fall? And so they don't want to commit to dates around, you know, late summer or uh, myriad variables at play there. Um, so we end up probably getting, you know, about half of our calendar uh, populated by those efforts. Um, 
And then, kind of conversely, we get a lot of uh, agents or artists coming to us, you know, mm. saying, hey, we'd love to play AMT. We think we'd be a good fit there. Um, or perhaps even a, a larger artist that is playing bigger rooms than ours um, most of the time. They might have a, a date in D.C. And then two or three days later, they have a date in Boston. But they'd love to slip another show in there kind of in between somewhere, right? Um, yeah. And we're kind of right in line. We're uh, geographically well-positioned, um, you know, between Philly, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, D.C., New York City. Um, right, yeah, that's one thing about Lancaster. Yeah. Too. It's just right here. It is. So that that, that plays in our favor uh, a lot of times. Uh, we pick up routing dates uh, for some larger tours as well. That's cool. Um, do you ever do local talent at all? We have uh, attempted that in the past. Um, and certainly something we're, we would love to do more of. Um, it gets difficult, you know, to be honest, from a, a financial standpoint in that we have, we say turn the lights on, but that means firing up everything, all systems from box office to parking lot to mm -hmm. uh, just our our systems, our technical systems as well, has a pretty high price tag mm -hmm. um, on, on just flipping the switch on all of those those measures and, and operations. Um, so I think, you know, doing like local talent showcase, uh, love the idea and, and uh, we continue to look into possibilities with that. Uh, in the past, it's been tough to, to do that and even break even, you know, right. on, on an event. We, we typically would have to approach it as something we're going to lose money on. Um, or like a passion project thing than a yeah, yeah, money-making thing. Yeah, so we, we like to stay in touch with local talent. Um, sometimes opportunities arise where we can, we can slide in uh, a local support act. Like an you opener, know, an opener. Yeah. Um, you know, most of the time the artist themselves maintains control of that. They either bring, they will, they want to provide their own uh, opening act, or they don't want an opening act. But uh, the opportunity does arise, and we like to always be ready with some great options. So, kind of keep our our thumb on the pulse of of the local scene. We like to know who's doing what, mm -hmm. and uh, anytime we can include, uh, you know, shine a spotlight on some local talent, we love to do that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's so, uh, part of the conversation of the the podcast is to hold festivals. Have you ever done that? Um, music festivals. Music festivals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a couple, but we've uh, partnered with uh, Clipper Stadium, Clipper Magazine Stadium, home of the Barnstormers, mm -hmm. um, where uh, I think it was twenty fifteen. Um, did a show. It wasn't a festival per se, but more of an outdoor concert with uh, Peter Frampton and Leonard Skinnerd. Oh wow! Yeah, that was a big, big show. That's cool. Um, and then in 2018, we did uh, what we called Rock at the Park. Um, that was more of a, a full day music festival. I think we had like nine bands, um, all kind of skewing towards that that 90s uh, alt rock era. So a lot of throwback stuff. Uh, you know, great bands. Maybe none that you you would know, but maybe uh, Fuel, Sister Hazel, Eve Six, um, I've heard of Eve Long Six. Beach Dub All Stars. Um, 
you know, and and then we were able to showcase a lot of local talent with that one as well. I think we had three or four local bands. We held a, a big like a battle of the bands uh, event at Telus 360 like a couple weeks prior, and that's cool. Let you know these bands come out and kind of uh, audition, if you will. Not not for us. They had you know a panel of judges. It was a right. fun thing. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I got to get them on a big stage. It was a big big production, huge, um, you know, full scale global stage and uh, that's cool it was a lot of fun it it was july 21st of 2018 i remember the date because it was the rainiest july 21st on record <laughs> in lancaster county <laughs> it was an absolute swamp the whole thing got we still went on with the show somehow we we pulled it out and the show went on but it was must be rough it was borderline disastrous yeah oh my <laughs> Uh, so uh, I want to know more about the venue. What ven- what about your venue um, is unique compared to others in Lancaster? Yeah, I don't know if I can speak directly to others uh, in Lancaster. I don't want to paint with a wide brush across everyone. Um, I know what makes us unique in, in our industry um, is, A, that we, we kind of function both as uh, a theater that, that – um, provides original content through our, our Christmas show. Um, for 20 plus years, we also had a spring and summer production, uh, musical review, uh, kind of lightly themed. Um, we had to pull the plug on that during COVID. Mm. Um, and then still to present time, we're, we're still trying to fit in so many acts that were postponed. So concerts we had uh, under contract and uh, we have to find a date for right. contractually. Um, so we've not been able to bring back our spring or summer show just due to the amount of dates we need to, uh, to fill in. But yeah, our Christmas show is, that's our big, that's our, our big one that we uh, just love presenting. Um, is your venue a smaller, more personable? It's, uh, it's 1,600 seats. Um, in terms of the size of our room, we're, more along the lines of like a 2000 seat theater. Mm. Um, terrible business decision perhaps, but <laughs> but good for the patrons is our, our seats are all a little bit oversized, they're a little bit wider, a little bit more leg room between mm. aisles than uh, what what would be the standard. So that cuts us down to about 1600 seats, wow. but makes for a, 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 a different and more unique uh, experience for the concert goer. It's it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, draw people back because it's comfortable. It is. It's it's a different um, experience. Seeing a show at AMT, uh, I think, in my biased opinion, is going to be different than than most concert venues you go to. Uh, in that, um, you, you're going to see a show there that that has space to it and and um, affords the artist the opportunity to play a show like they don't typically get to play. We hear this time and time again from the artists themselves, uh, how much they enjoy and appreciate playing at AMT. Not because our catering's good or we have a really nice dressing rooms or, or this and that, um, but because of the audience. The audience is in a very relaxed state. Mm-hmm. Um, they're there to hear music done very well. Uh, we're, we're a dry venue, so, you know, we don't have bar service. Um, so there's not this constant din, this, this noise of, of chatter and, and shouting and clinking glasses either. More focused. It's more focused and, um, 
more to a, uh, there's a lot more storytelling that occurs. I've found on our stage, you know, artists take more time between songs and because they have that time and space. It's not always keeping the party going. It's, right. They're not trying to, you know, shout over. It's presenting themselves, really. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've heard it said they, they feel like they're they're in a family room and they're playing for their friends. And so the, the artist responds in that way. And then our, our audience gets to, as well, um, see a show that maybe it's not better, but it is different. It's more mm-hmm. intimate. It's very, very intimate. I mean, between songs, you can hear a pin drop. And maybe that's not what everybody's looking for in a show. For sure. Uh, but, uh, but to those who love the, that is kind of yeah. our brand. You know, we, we, uh, in 2018, we had Claire Brothers come back in after 20 plus years of their original sound system being in there. You know, we, we spoke to them and we're like, we have, and we knew this, they, technology is advanced. Of course. Uh, like crazy. The things we're doing now are just miles beyond what we put in there originally. Um, can we come in and have a look? And and they did. And what they came out with was just this incredible audio system. Um, a brief aside, they they came in and did like you know spectral measurements of our room. Took the took that data back to their their shop to their laboratory, mm-hmm. um, and they custom designed this this uh, line array system out of hard like tonal woods. So whereas most uh, speaker boxes, you know, they have a driver, which is like a compression driver or, you know, a cone speaker. And then they have typically fiberglass yes. horns, right? Well, they, they, they custom CNC milled these horns out of tonal woods um, to the specifications, to the, to the, to the space geometry of our space. Um, you know, to to avoid reverberations and and weird things. weird weird anomalies with there the sound waves and things. Very weird things um, that can so we like to say, hey, yeah, a show at AMT. Uh, it's might not be a hyper rowdy party, but it's a place for the audiophile to come and relax, soak, be comfortable, soak and in. soak in that music. Um, so if you're a true you know fan of that music or just music in general, I would encourage folks like. Pick a group, pick like one of these acts that's been out there doing this for 50 years and just has an incredible catalog. Maybe you're not that familiar with them. Maybe you're not a fan. Come listen to this music. Like there's a lot of awesome history out there um, as well. They're probably going to play some of their more interesting pieces rather than the popular dance parties pieces. Yep. So you're going to hear music that you've probably, A, never even knew they wrote. They wrote ever. And two, uh, you're going to hear some more, much more musically interesting and lyrically interesting, yeah. deeper things than just what you hear on the radio yeah. all the time and just diff- like saying I love you in different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I would say those things make us unique. We're unique in that, again, we, we have both original programming and we're also a concert venue. Uh, that's unique. I think what makes us the, m- probably the most what makes us stand out the most within our industry not necessarily lancaster county but um we're 100 percent independent and family-owned uh concert venue oh, wow. and promoter um i mean 95 percent of That's, concert venues yeah they're they're a venue Part and then they the rent chain. they rent the venue to concert promoters yeah so promoters will come in and be like i want to bring this show in here pay them a rental fee or maybe a cut of of ticket revenue and i'm gonna put this act in here 
and that's that. And that's that's kind of the standard for the industry. Right. That's how it works. Um, whereas we say, no, this is our house. We are going to bring in the artists that we want, and more importantly, that our patrons want, mm. and that and, and these are going to be acts that um, are not only quality acts, but they align with our brand. Um, you know, and that's we're able to really kind of curate uh, an event calendar that way, um, in in a very unique way. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, how does your Christian, because uh, it's Christian owned, but that's mm-hmm. not kind of like a, a promoted thing. Yeah, sure. But how does that? Uh, how does your faith impact the choices you make and like the acts you bring? Yeah, I you know I think our our guidelines aren't terribly complicated with that. Um, you know, we when looking at any and any actor artist, um, hey, yeah, is it is it going to sell well? <laughs> is there a market for this? Mm-hmm. Um, and does it dishonor? Our savior, mm. uh, you know, I'm very, uh, very cut and dry. Yeah, almost. If one is yes and the other's no, uh, yeah, let's maybe take a stab. Um, we don't, we're not beholden to like a specific genre. It's like no, we're only we only do country or classic rock or this. We'll honestly do anything genre wise um, that can kind of check those two boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, you know, we we just we love our team. We love our staff. Uh, our Ushers, so many of them have been with us for so many years and just wonderful people. Uh, many of them retirees who just enjoy doing this uh, on a part-time basis. And furthermore, like we don't, we're not trying to expose anybody to, to things we wouldn't expose, expose our own family so, to. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've, we've had maybe mistakes in the past where it's like, boy, that comedian was supposed to be clean or, or mm. cleaner than he was. Mm-hmm. for whatever night that that night they went off on a tangent and yeah hey we're uh imperfect in that in that regard uh but we we try our hardest to make uh decisions that that uh align with our brand and our values so i'm gonna go on and because we're kind of running out our time of the podcast so i want to ask you some generic questions yeah. um you call it you're a christian mm-hmm. uh what is worship to you hmm. that's a great question I think really anything that draws you closer um, to to the spirit, you know. Um, I, I I've had I think some of my own most impactful moments of worship that didn't even involve music. Of course, I think especially growing up in the church, we immediately equate worship to music, singing songs in church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if you have drums and a really great like uh, synth pad behind it. It just it's even better. It, yeah, what it right. Is. That, that is um, the, the space. Yeah. Yep. Um, I I think, and maybe I'm not totally answering your question well, um, but um, I think worship also these days, especially, gets really lost in emotion, like um, manipulating, almost. Yeah, perhaps. And and I don't. I'm not trying to say that that's the intent by any means. Um, but it's the result often yeah Yeah. and and that's great and that that's 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 cool that can bring some people to really really good spaces but um it's often not enduring Mm -hmm. and uh i think one thing that gets left out of of the the process of worship is obedience Mm. um you know i think 
and I'm not I'm not qualified to 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 totally speak on this from any any real soapbox, but I, I think some key components of worship are are that emotion uh, is a swelling inside, right? That's a response to the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also an obedience in worship, mm-hmm. um, and I think that gets lost a lot. I, I think we we tend to fall into that almost trance-like state of like, man, what an incredible arpeggio that just keeps going and building right. and building and building. And let's sing some more about water and, and let's, let's get there. And now right. everybody's wound up. Times. Whereas, uh, man, I can go off into the woods and stare at a beautiful mountain and, and have uh, just an equally impactful experience uh, worshiping our creator. So I think it looks totally different for everybody. Mm. Uh, at least it should. Um, That's why this is such a good question to ask everybody. It is. It's a wonderful question. Um, I wish I would have thought about it more. I probably could have given you a better. <laughs> well, I mean, I could have sounded smarter about it. But. No, no. It's all. This is. I would. I'd hate to be scripted. Yeah, yeah. But um. So, uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes that uh, artists or venue owners or uh, you've been touring? Um, what are some of those bigger mistakes that you think are made within within this industry? Um, this industry, like most, are very driven by the bottom line. Mm. Um, what is cost of sales and what are final sales? And that's a good thing. We're a business. Right. Like, I'm not going to apologize for that. We, we're in it to make money and to build a healthy organization. Um, but I think what, what gets missed a lot is taking good care of your people. Um, those that, that you work alongside and also the people that are gracious enough to spend their entertainment dollar on you, mm-hmm. on, on your venue. Um, so we, we tend, I think, to overlook a lot of that. And it's like, well, I just book the best act or, or build the best original show um, and get it out there and make as much money off it as possible. Um, that's great, and that might work for a night. You know, you could have a good night. Um, mm-hmm fiscally but well, to have that for... enduring business yeah. um, and that kind of plays back into us being an independent yeah, uh sole sole promoter uh in our venue is we're trying to build a relationship with people um right. both those that that work work with us and uh those that come and visit us um so it's got to be a long play you know um and uh yeah just just treat people well right it, it's the artist as well you know mm. Um, equally important. Yeah, it's uh one of the we were talking about a little bit pre-show is that or when we when we called was that uh, you really catered to the audience because uh, um if you want to look at it with with pure objectionalist uh, mm-hmm. terms the audience is the product or the uh, not the product the uh, it's the money it's it's your income. There, yeah, I mean, without them, we'd have nothing. Exactly. Right? You yeah. Know? So it, with by treating them as if they're they're always going to come, or it, or treating the act as like that's going to bring people, it's not going to necessarily work as well yeah. as if you factor in okay, who's going to want to see this? Who is going? Who is coming here to see uh, whatever it is, and mm-hmm. catering it more towards the audience versus mm-hmm. just well, I know this is going to make a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they can come and have a good experience and be treated well. Than mission success, you know, um, 
the whoever's on the stage is kind of secondary to that. I mean, I think mm-hmm. we can assume they wanted to see that person. They bought the ticket in the first place. What right? What's our role in it? Because um, they could go elsewhere and elsewhere. see that person. Um, what's going to make their their experience unique um, to the AMT brand? Yeah. Well, with all this, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been great, Corey. I appreciate your time. Yeah, I, I heavily appreciate your, yours too. If you want to check out more of AMT, definitely go to their website, amtshows.com, you said? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and they, they have all sorts of acts coming up. Definitely tune in for their uh, original Christmas production that's going to be starting in November, you said? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we like to keep everybody up to date like on Facebook and Instagram too. You can follow us on both of those. Is that AMT shows? That's or? also at AMT shows, yeah. 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 So follow them wherever wherever you can. Be up to date and uh, check out AMT. They got a really cool, really they got some really cool stuff coming up, and I'm excited to see some shows at AMT. I've never actually been to AMT the, the amount of time I've been here. Come on out and see us. Yeah, guarantee yeah. we got something you'll be into. Weird Al is definitely one, one of the things, and Chicago is another one. I just, oh yeah. I just. I, I didn't realize it soon enough. It was like what a few days before the show they were in here. I was like, "Oh, Chicago's coming!" Oh, oh. and that one it sold out so quick too. I know, and I, I, when yeah. I went, by the time I saw it, it was like a week or two before, and I was like, "There is no way in the world yeah. I'm going to get a ticket <laughs> a week or two before." That one, that one sold quick. Yeah. All right, well, this has been Corey Rosen with the Story Podcast. This is Brandon Martin from AMT. Uh, be sure to. Uh, like and follow for us if you want to hear uh, more guests upcoming. I Thursday I'm going to have a Grammy Award winner, Miss uh, Doris Hall Galati. She is an awesome person, and we're going to have a really cool time with her. Uh, but for now, I hope you guys have a run- wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>